You got a second? Okay. You remember how, when we were younger, we used to um, run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And then one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. Uh, this is my brother Joe. He's your new best friend. And then I got on a bus and I left. And we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Great. Because I, I realized that, that that was kind of abrupt. Um, I just kind of got up and went to college. My guy, yeah, Steve. I was, I was glued to the fucking computer screen, bro. It's like a yeah. deadbeat dad coming back after 20 years, man, telling, telling me why he left. Yo, this this might have yo this might have been a bigger drop than Donda or CLB, yo, for real. This was crazy. Yeah, I was this was unexpected. This emotional since Lou left. Will <laughs> this this is yeah. this was different, man. I didn't know I needed closure, man. This is what closure is, right? This is, this is right? Like, like I didn't know I needed that, but once he did it, closure. I was so appreciative of it. You know, right. you know, there's a couple people in my life who I know who could uh, learn a couple things about that, but. Oh, 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 I'm saying, oh, okay, that's a good okay. example of healthy closure. I'll leave it at that. But yeah, man, this this was dope <laughs> for people that didn't don't really know what this is. Um, Steve from the, the kids show Blues Clues dropped this kind of random uh, couple minute video where he, he basically goes on to apologize for um, abruptly leaving this this kids show um, that was very successful, very popular. In like what the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of goes on just to to apologize for it and kind of talk a little bit about what it was like for him. Um, and just really out of the blue, out of nowhere, like I out of the blue, I out of the that. blue. That's a market. Yeah, thing right yeah. There. I meant to do that, bro. I meant okay. to do that. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Like like we were all kind of saying, I think we were all pretty shocked by it. But just like realizing how I don't know, for me how dope of a, a gesture that was for him to actually just like. I don't know if it was just he had this idea he wanted to do it or if something came up, but just for him to go out of his way to do that, like, was was amazing for me personally. I think my first question is why now? Mm-hmm. Why now, Steve? Well, he probably <laughs> he probably needed that closure himself. He probably did his work. He probably felt my my judgment is he probably felt um, weird about leaving in the way he did, like a little mm-hmm. bit guilty or a little bit of regret or remorse on the way he bounced. Uh, but he's like, I need to take this time to be selfish. And so now that he's healed or done whatever he accomplished, whatever he's accomplished, he's like, I can revisit that that wound, that place, you know, that scar, that that emotional, emotional pinpoint, that trigger. I have a question for you. What's up? Is there ever an exp- uh Wow. Is there ever like an and uh, I can't even talk he's, right he's now. He's still Holy emotional shit. right now. He's still I, thinking yo, about man, you going through the fields, bro. Take your time, man. Take your time. Up, Take a deep breath, bro. Breathe, man. <laughs> man. Is there is there like a timetable or a due date on giving someone that needed closure? Mm. No. Because closure really isn't about the other person. Right? Closure is really about myself or yourself right because hmm. the other person is always going to be the other person to do what the other person does they could maybe sometimes they might say what you want them to say but most of the time they might not be thinking the same way or have that same sentiment in your head so you just waiting around for that other person to feel the same way or to say you know what i'm ready to i'm ready for closure damn hmm. yo Closure is no, tricky, I'm man. I'm talking to my, I'm talking to myself right now. No, nah, nah, that's that's, that's a deep, that's a deep topic. Closure is tricky because nah, nah, that's, that's what's up, though. But. I mean, I feel like we should get into it, man, because yeah. I feel like to D's point is tricky. To D's point, this was Steve's way of clearing how he left the show, but I'm getting a sense by all of us right now. Even I, I got choked up around that. Like it was well received. Like I accepted that. Like not a lot of people accept um somebody's um <clears throat> willing to 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 close or you know what I mean or mend a relationship in order to move on. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. To be fair, though, do you think it's probably because it's been so long that it was just kind of like, and because it was random, so it seemed more genuine with the fact that he came out and said this? Um, I also heard that Blue's Blue is supposed to be doing like some kind of like reunion show or something like that. So it just kind of like obviously conveniently worked out for the, the time frame. But do you oh, think, well, don't do that. Yeah, Moogie, you just got Mookie, me so on, man, disappointed. Don't do that, bro. I'm talking about that, but that makes sense. I mean, everything's a roll. Yeah, I, I'm sure something just, is happening. Yeah, I was but... just, I was just curious about that. Do you think it was just because? But you know what? I, I'm, 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 I'm in this regards. I'm fine with him clearing the air and saying I bounced, and we're about to do a whole new joint with them just coming back and doing a whole new joint and being like, "Yo, this is the revamp Blues Clues. Here, y'all go." Like whatever that show Teen Titans Go is like, yeah, nah, nah, nah. That's not Teen Titans. That's not Teen Titans. Don't give me that garbage. That's Teen Titans Go. Like mm-hmm. I'm fine with them clearing the air and saying, yo, we might make we might make a pivot if that's what the, if that's what it is. Mm. Nah, don't do that yeah. to me, Moo. Because I just think that you know when Kareem talks about authenticity, man, I want to think that it came from the heart. Like he really meant that shit. No, nah, I think two things can be true, man. Yeah, case. I agree. I agree. I think in this case, yeah. two things can be true. Absolutely. The interesting aspect for me is that when I heard that, you know, I, start, and I started feeling like, oh, yeah, like, damn, he did just dip on us like that. Mm. I didn't realize that I kind of was yearning for some closure. Like, I've mm-hmm. never been like, yo, man, whatever happened to Steve? Like, what, what, what? But mm. um, when he said that, I was like, yo. I, I was a little bit hurt. So now I'm mm-hmm. just wondering, like, where does that show up in any of our lives? Like, where, like, there might be, we might need closure for something else that happened and never have got. Shit, I, I already know where it shows up. Yo, I guess, we, I guess so. You know what? I think this is what this <laughs> I already episode know where it shows up in my life. Just get into it, bro. We got Yo, that. TP did that, bro. Bro, I just got to say, that right there is the power of validation. Like, yeah. Steve really just validated all these feelings that a lot of people didn't even realize they had. And like, Mm. I'm sure a lot of people are just realizing like, wow, that's like, I didn't realize I had those feelings, but it's amazing to know that like, it's okay to have those feelings. And I, and I should have had those feelings like that. That's amazing stuff right there. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, man. It just brings you right back to that childhood, man. Like that little boy watching blues Mm. clues right before uh, school or right after school, just, Sitting mm-hmm. down, just trying to solve the mystery, man. Right, singing along, mail time and shit with the notepad. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think I was extra smart because he would give you like twenty seconds to answer. I'd be like, seven, nigga, seven. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's hilarious. Yeah, man. When you think it's like Steve and Mister Rogers, I think those two have that status, like. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think Steve's fucking with Mr. Rogers, though. No, he's not. But nah, I'm, he's, he's not. Mr. Rogers in a different stratosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Cardigan game was elite, and his Vans game. Little, little is known. Mm. <laughs> either those are Vans or Keds, but either way. And, and his trigger finger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that was that was nice, man. Um, Anybody, I, I you know, I gotta be a little bit funny though anybody think he was like sick when he said that i'm like oh come on steve like you don't have to say that bro like <laughs> I, know thought that, right? like, I thought that's what he left for the original first time not nah, like you i had heard rumors that he was sick yeah i thought when he, he thought he was like clearing his consciousness like he, thought, he's about to steve like it's okay bro like i appreciate you but you don't have to explain this bro like just enjoy the last bit of life that you have, man. Like, <laughs> man. you gotta do. You, you all right, bro? You you okay? You need a little bit, bro. My emotions are all fucked up, bro. <laughs> Steve walked out of my life twenty something odd years ago, bro, and then you you I had the audacity to come back, nigga, <laughs> with a fitted on, bro, and no eyebrows. <laughs> my man, Steve came back with the the milk thing. Yeah, <laughs> he, I was. I'll say it looked like he definitely in, it lived life. We'll say that. The years, the years have. The man went to college. What college do you think Steve went to? What kind of college uh, guy he looked like? Going crazy at Arizona State. <laughs> <Yo. dog. laughs> He's ASU he guy. Was, okay, bro, okay. Steve he was, was ASU. 
No, no, I was just saying that'd be funny if you was that. Oh, yeah, that'd be crazy. UC Santa Barbara or something. But I did look up. Steve was born in 73. So he's 47 years old right now. Mm. He looks good for 47. He's 73. You say he looks good for 47? He was like 22 when the the show was Yeah, so, okay, yeah, so early 20s. Told you. So this man went to college when he was like 37. I don't know about 30-something, but so? 30-something, Mook? Because he left the show in 2005. Someone do the math. Yeah, well, I'm not a mathematician. That's not why I'm here. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't do math. <laughs> Quick maths. I don't get paid enough to do math. But now that was... did online classes, still been doing blues clues. That's <laughs> how I feel about it. They didn't have online classes <laughs> like that. Yeah, University in of Phoenix was still a scam back school? in 2002, bro. Yeah, all, all <laughs> online classes were a scam back then, right? <laughs> like, you, you didn't want to do that. You never seen the Everest commercials at the middle of the day? <laughs> yeah, bro. Education connection. Yeah, yeah you know that jingle? That shit was yeah. fake, all right? No, it wasn't ICBC real. DC College. <laughs> so I see DC. Went to school, never did great. Oh man. <laughs> that was a crazy time. Yeah. Very. But also about, about it too is that then he, he turned it on us. It was like, yo, that shit was hard. Like life was hard. And it just has you, this is a reflective moment for me too. Like, yeah. damn, I've been through a lot. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. To yeah. get to where I'm at, I've been through a lot. Thinking of myself from then to here is like, sheesh, I'm still here. You know? And they say you look great too. And that's why I was like, damn. On the walkaway, too. On the walkaway. On the walkaway. Yeah. Walk away he came back like, by the way, you look great. Keep going. Yo, but to that, to, to that I was point, like, yeah. all right, bro. Good looks. Good looks. Like, here you go. The nigga leaving again. <laughs> nah, but to D's point, bro, in a way that kind of that kind of humanizes Steve, bro, because you know, when he talked about, you know, we've all been through some shit. Like this is someone who we grew up on. Like, yeah, you I think can see about it on his I think face about, that he been through some shit. Like yeah, it like yeah, literally. But I think about that. That's spaghetti sandwiches at night for him or something. Man. This stupid. Saw <laughs> his money on cocaine. Nah, bro, don't do that to Steve. Oh my god, he's, so above, he's above that. Doing a yayo, man. Come on, <laughs> dark place. Him and Chester. Steve in between <laughs> sets, just lining them up, huh? Him and carrot top. Uh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Shout out to Steve, man. Shout Appreciate Steve. you, Real. man. Steve. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever, whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off the Rip. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfortable comments. So now let's get to the nitty gritty. This is something I gotta revisit, fellas. Actually, hold on a second. Hello, good morning. Tell me what the lick read. What's up? It's another episode of Off the Rip. Where we at? We on episode 31. We here with your host at front like they know the most. We got Shiz, Reem, TP, and Mook here. What's up? You already know us. And if you don't get to know us, baby, follow us on Instagram. You already know what's up. Myself, you can follow me at King Darius if you need to. Anyways, here we go. This is week two. Certified lover boy. The numbers are back. It's breaking all records except for the records that Drake has already broken. Um, I believe Scorpion only has more streams than is at like some absurd number, like 750 streams. Uh, 750 million streams in the first week or first day or some shit like that. Um, but like I said, it is second to Scorpion. And I do want to say my take, I'll be brief if I may. The problem that I have with Certified Lover Boy is not that it's a trash album. It's just that it's the same album. And mm. that we've gotten heat from Drake leading up to it. I'm talking about wants and needs. I'm talking about Lemon Pepper Freestyle. I'm talking about the Dark Lane Demo Tapes. I'm talking about Chicago Freestyle. Well, I think that's not Dark Lane Demo Tapes. But anyways, all those joints leading up to the album were fire. Like, and sounded like he was going to be releasing a whole bunch of that. And then we got what Certified Lover Boy is. And again, Certified Lover Boy was delayed about a year 
he broke his leg, he got COVID, so on and so forth. Um, so he got COVID. Yeah, he had COVID. And Travis, as Travis says, he got his body done too. Um, and so he had to stand. Leg. That was probably just him getting me like. Some yeah, that was six weeks in the wild. Nah, something. I know. I know he tore his ACL. Yeah, playing so, ball in his in his home gym, home court, running practice with Golden State. How convenient it was at his home gym. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, my point being is that. It, you know, and Drake, I think he lives by the model of if it's not broke, don't fix it. So clearly, as seen by the numbers come back, it's not broke. Uh, I guess for me, uh, I would just like to see him venture out. Drake is so good. I already know what he can do. Um, so it would be nice to see him try to venture out and do some shit and set the, set the score, set, set the pace for everybody else to catch up with versus him trying to just – repeat what has already been done. And um, I like this quote. I found this quote saying, art is to disturb the comfortable or to comfort the disturbed. And I feel like Drake Mm. is just remaining comfortable. um, And he's not disturbing nothing to nobody. He's not disturbing the status quo. He's just staying in that lane. But it does irk me to see that when people put up the numbers, like, oh, he's beating... Uh, Michael Jackson numbers, Beatle numbers, all that stuff. It's misleading. It's, they were selling hard copies worldwide, internationally, when there was no worldwide internet, no worldwide web. So for them to to go into the streaming era, they'd probably sell massive, massive, massive hits. But as you know, what I'm not even Drake did what Drake did. I can't. I wow. can't take away from what he did. What do you call that? A backhanded compliment? That was. Yeah. That's 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 all I have to say about certified lover boy. I don't know if you guys had any other takes that you wanted to give. Nah, man. I think it's something where people are seeing like it's not as bad as everybody thinks it is. Like initially, people are hoping you have an album that's supposed to be out for a year. It's not going to live up to expectations. One, so everybody's hoping it's something that it's just not ever going to be. So I you think that's what? a huge thing. But second, like I think it's not as bad. I don't think it's as bad as what everybody thinks. I think. We're like a week in now, two weeks in almost, and people are going to start to realize like, oh, did you catch this part? Did you hear this verse? And it's going to start to click for people like it always does for Drake albums. So I'm not saying this is my favorite one. I'll be honest, like it's it's not. But I think the hate was way, way, way too fast just because people were disappointed and maybe rightfully so because of how it was supposed to be. But that's my two cents. Yeah, and that makes me think, Kareem, like what if Drake... Drake is so, he's, he's such a machine, right? He's, the machine is a large machine, um, similar to that of a Beyonce. Would, what would it look like if Drake just dropped without any promotion? Mm. Honestly, it would probably do something similar. Yeah, but I'm saying, what, do you think that, like, I'm saying without the expectations... Better. Oh, I yeah, I think that would have helped. I think yeah. it would be received a lot better if he just dropped yeah. the music without any of the promotion or leading up or any of the antics and stuff like that. Definitely, I agree. I agree. That, that actually would have been dope, though, because um, the way he had those billboards set up in, like, those different cities and stuff of people who were featured on the album, it would have just been dope if he had those billboards up in major cities and it would just would have been, like, certified lover boy out now or some shit. So people would be like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. would have been dope. Oh, yeah. it's, it's speaking of, and I heard this one on the Joe Budden podcast, so, so this is where I'm getting it from Joe. But I agree with what he's saying, is that at a certain point when it's Drake time, like, we don't need to hear the 21 Savage feature. We don't need to hear uh, some of those features that are on there. We can hear, we need to hear Drake just being great. Like, mm. there's certain people who are on that level. Uh, very few people who are on that level. And it's go time for Drake. And, you know, I, I missed that line Drake used to say. It's like, Drake sound like, and every verse sounds like Drake featuring Drake. 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 Every song yeah. sounds like Drake featuring Drake. So it's like, if Drake got into that bag, which is kind of also what I was saying last time, was like, yeah, I wish she was rapping more. Because I think when he raps, he's really, he's more emotional than when he sings. Like, when he sings, he's talking about girls, but it's very toxic. And when he raps, it's very reflective and introspective um 
like his 7 a.m.s or whatnot. Yeah, he has his braggadocious raps that he does whenever he's rapping with Rick Ross and stuff. But even then, he's still showing off his ability to rap, so I don't mind those. But I think uh, a more vulnerable, a more in tune Drake, a more rapping Drake, just because you've already done the pop stuff, man. We don't need we don't need more pop stuff. Like, give something for us, like I said last time, man. Show off your technique in rapping, man, because because Meek still expose you for not being for for having a writer, and nobody else cares about that anymore. And Pusha T barred you up, and then you ran away from that battle. So it's like you got bars. So let's hear the bars, bro. Like just go off for a whole album. Yeah, release that that diss track he said he has for Pusha T. That's what we want to hear. And then he releases Kanye's diss track, and then everybody is like, "Yo, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life." Bro, that backfired. Yeah, to him. make sure to get it taken down. Bro. <laughs> Release it and then has to get it taken down himself. <laughs> do you think you think Drake? Do you think his ego gets in the way of him just being vulnerable? Absolutely. Or just like his willingness of trying new things. Most definitely. He doesn't want to try and fail. I I, don't, I wouldn't even say it's that he doesn't want to. It's that he he almost can't. Like the the hit that he would take if he tried and fail. Uh, would probably be really bad. He's too big, to personally, and I think that's but, but that's the main reason why he never released that Pusha T diss mm. track. I think he does have a Pusha T diss track, but he realizes that it's not going to be received as well as as um, the story of Adam. So I guarantee there actually is a, a Drake diss track out there, and he think like he tries to talk it up to make it seem like it's. It's he's barred up and stuff like that, and he's saying all this stuff. And he was like, well, you know, in five years, do I have, still want to be remembered for that? He knew that if if that released and it was a flop, then he didn't have the, he didn't have the momentum at that point. Let's say that he didn't have the momentum. Mm. He still he could stop at that point and still come out as Drake like he is now. But if he if he kept going further, it's gonna show more chinks in the armor. Mm-hmm. Well, he's calculated like yeah. he's at the point where everything is calculated and he doesn't need to do impulsive spontaneous things like did, other artists did, may did need to do did y'all see the Trey Young tweet nah mm-hmm. when Trey Young tweeted he said so at this point are we gonna finally admit that Drake is better than Hove and then he proceeded oh to yeah Trae I did Young see that proceeded to get killed for the next 24 hours to the he point where he said alright y'all win I didn't know there were that many Hove fans out there are you f- right, I'm gonna give Trey the benefit of the doubt that he's like 20, 20, 21 years old and he doesn't really understand that. Yo, is Hove. Yo, Mook, yeah. So it's definitely a generational thing, right? Mook, it has didn't, to you, be. didn't your brother say something? It has to be. Well, I had a conversation with my brother today because he sent me the post. I guess Drake is nine of the 10 songs on the billboard or whatever. The, the, that means nothing. Yeah, that that's what I told him means nothing. I was like, that means nothing. So then he he responded by saying, tell, he told me to tell Kanye to get his money up. So then I sent him, (laughs) I sent him, I sent him the net worth of Drake's, what is it like, let's say 180 million to Kanye's. Uh, 1.8 billion dollars. Yeah. Yo, I was like, it's not even close. We could put it this way. <laughs> Drake, Drake, um, I'm not wishing this. Drake could tomorrow get dropped from Nike and Nike would not blink. Absolutely. Nike would not blink. They would not care. They mean they might be like, oh damn, well, it's on to the next one. Money still gotta be made. If Kanye leaves Adidas, Kanye's the only reason why Adidas is still making Those are two different roles, though. I agree with you, but they're also two complete. Like, Kanye is a, what, Kanye a creative director. If you yeah, get a but I'm saying, right bro, now, like, Drake doesn't, Drake's not creating shit like that at Nike. Drake's just like can. a face. Well, maybe he can't. Maybe he can't. But, that, but, but then you can't make that argument then, just because he's not even doing that. It'd be one thing if they're both creative designers in. Nike versus Adidas, then you can compare that. But like, so, Drake's so not even doing shit like that. So you maybe Drake, because he can't. So you saying Drake can't have creative control over his shit? He's not as over creative. his sh- over his shit. He can, but like when you're talking, like Kanye creates for Adidas, whether it's clothing, whether it's shoes, whether it's what like um, you know imagery, whatever. What that's why that yeah, like you're making I mean, my that, point. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to get at. I'm, I'm saying that I'm saying that that comparison is, is is too far of a stretch. I'm agreeing. Are, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you that you're right, yeah. but I'm just saying it's like it's a strange comparison to me. 
Hold on, they're what, not, you they're not you doing said, the same thing. You said something about That's Travis right. Scott, though, right? Travis, I said Scott. Travis Scott's more important than Nike than Drake is. Absolutely more important than Nike than Drake is. Yeah, Travis has got shoes. He's becoming that. He's becoming that. Yeah. yeah. They're trying yeah. to make him. They're trying to put him in, in the Kanye position. In the Kanye yeah. position. He'll never get to that point because he doesn't have the creative mindset of Kanye. Because Kanye came out with his own sneaker. It wasn't like a, a he took a pair of Air Jordans and then you know just kind of remodeled it. Nigga, it was, Kanye could go to sketches and I'm rocking them bitches because you know absolutely. why the Kanye, Kanye effect. got the creative control of the motherfucker. The Kanye effect. Sketches right now, if they had the money, they'd be like, listen, we'll buy you off of Adidas. And I don't want to they'll make sketches if they had the money to buy him off of Adidas. They do it right now. Do balance. Oh, and, yeah, thing. anybody would. People would do the same thing. So, so yeah. we can get away from that analogy, then, Kareem. I understand it. I always, and I don't mean to. Just like I don't mean to pit our female rappers against each other. I don't mean to pit Kanye and Drake against each other all the time. Yeah, you do. It's war, bro. Nah, at this point, uh-huh. it's a war. It's at this war, point, bro. it's a war. <laughs> it's war. It's it's a war every time those two are mentioned the same sentence. Well, yeah. There's another thing I heard on the Joe Budden pod that I heard from Joe Budden again, uh, which. I think both of these dudes, Drake and Kanye, need to listen to, is that y'all minimize yourselves worrying about these other dudes. Mm. So, Kanye, we know you're a fucking genius, bro. Like, we know the music. The music is back. Like, we all are hearing the music. We accept the music. But it's just like the petty stuff with Drake. Just chill out. But do you think it's, do you think it's more, I think it's more so Drake Drake, than it's Kanye. mm. Well, either or. It's I don't know the story, but but yeah, but Drake, same thing. Drake already put out Scorpion, Scorpio, which was a whole album getting at Kanye. So like, okay, we're gonna revisit this again in Certified Lover Boy. Like, I think they have like a a backdoor relationship where I feel like at this point they realize how good they are for each other's career, so they're kind of keeping this beef going. They probably text all the time and their friends. And they're just kind of like using that whole like we really have beef to kind of pit each other against each other. More of a competitive thing. But what does Kanye gain out of that, bro? Because I feel like he doesn't need that. That's my point. He doesn't. Drake doesn't need that. He doesn't. Drake need does, neither of them need it. But yeah. it's just a competitive. It's just a competitive thing with the two of them. I think it's an insecure thing with Kanye. I guess that's comp- competition, but I think, I think Kanye is insecure. Both of them are insecure about something. I think everybody's insecure about something. Yeah, I mean, we all self-conscious. He's just the first to admit it. Ours. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. I mean, I ha- I have to imagine when you're at the top like that, like you you do become very um maybe insecure is not the right word, but very conscientious of what you're putting out and how it's gonna be perceived and viewed because it's like when you get to be that good, you like the work that you put out means so much to you. Absolutely. It's not just music. It's like it, it's a part of you. So if people don't like it. It's like mm. they don't like you. And I, I think I feel like Drake's kind of said something along those lines. And I know Kanye's talked about that. And I think that adds to this kind of competitiveness is that my music, me is better than your music, you. And it's kind of this, that like it's that competition kind of thing, yeah. you know, comparatively. I think you can compare it to the whole LeBron um, Jordan um goat conversation because regardless i feel like both of them know that if you're a lebron fan you're going to be a lebron fan you're not going to change your opinion same thing if you're a jordan fan you're not going to be you're not going to be able to change your opinion so i feel like they kind of keep it going because they're they're friends too but they kind of keep it going by throwing like subtle digs at each other so like michael jordan might be in an interview and say like you know the only person i'd be afraid of to lose into a basketball game would be kobe bryant just to kind of throw that dig in there, because both of them respect each other as players. You'll never want to debate with if you if person's on one side or the other. It's never going to be that thing. But it's like you know Jordan. I mean LeBron at this point, like what's he playing for just to reach Jordan status? So you know what I'm saying like it just. I feel like that beef. But Kanye's not him. Jordan, yo. Hove is Jordan. Kanye's Jordan his own lane. I see what you're saying, D. I mean- Kanye, Kanye. So Jordan is. Um, Jay-Z's Jordan of rap but in producing wise because like without without Kanye the Blueprint's not the same album 
you know, a lot of Jay-Z's um, mid-2000 stuff is not the same album without right. Kanye. Right. So, like, that's why I'm saying, like, Jay-Z's the best, greatest rapper of all time, and Kanye doesn't belong in the greatest rapper of all time. Neither does Drake, in my opinion. Correct. We're talking right. about straight Correct. rappers. Jay Z is by far Jordan. But now yeah. we're talking about cultural influence. There you go. Kanye West you. is the Jordan of cultural influence. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Luke. You're like, absolutely with, right. Without question. I follow your argument. Yeah. You're right. Because the thing where I get caught up on Hove with, and um, I wonder if I if I take away this from other people but give it to Hove, but for me. To be rapping, to be coming from where Hove came from and rapping about selling dope, and then to be a billionaire is so, just ridiculously hard to do. Absolutely. Whereas Kanye and and Drake, they appeal both of them appeal to a wider audience. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's easier, right? But it's you know they right. appeal to it, it a wider is- audience. It's definitely easier for both of them to yeah. to appeal to. So you to get their that. Crowd. You get the. You get corporate America on your side. Yeah, like and you look at Kanye. What you look at Jay Z's path to becoming this rapper. He started out as an actor. Independent. He was always. He was always. But I'm saying, like, he started yeah. out as an actor. So he was already famous before coming to a rap kid. So yeah. regardless, of if you oh, ever talking about thought, Drake. Yeah, I'm Drake. Drake. Sorry, my Drake, fault. Jay, um, regardless of if you ever thought he was gonna be a good rapper, he already had an audience because he was on. Degrassi, but probably yeah. one of the biggest shows of 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 our you know preteen, not just biggest in Canada, biggest in the U.S. too. That's what I'm saying. It's a, so. one of the biggest shows of preteen culture of our our generation for yeah. for, for for TV. And then you look at Kanye, who started out you know as a producer, and he was already on a bunch of these tracks, and he's working with all these great rappers of all time. And then he decides, okay, now this is my this is how I get into my lane, and everything just happened to land perfectly for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 and it's the co-signs too. When you exactly. come in riding off of a YCMB Lil Wayne and Birdman co-sign. Yes. That's going to do wonders for you. You come in off of a, a Rockefeller Hove co-sign. In 2000, and remember, not only coming off these co-signs, rem- coming off these co-signs when they did. You're talking right. about in 2000 when Rockefeller when the is peak the of biggest peak thing of rap in, culture. Exactly. Two, them, yeah. Rockefeller is one of the biggest group, uh, biggest music groups out at the time, the yeah. organization. Yeah. And then you have the, the mid-2000s where we can argue that nobody was better at rapping in their prime than Lil Wayne. We can make that argument. Yeah, That's yeah. how big Lil Wayne was from, we'll say, 2004 to 2010. Yeah. And, and Jay Z, which I was saying, did that independent. Yeah, independent. Sold his records. Sold over. Uh, he went platinum selling his records out his trunk, bro. Like, yeah. So I believe both of them, like you said, they did have an easier track way to get to where they were before, before Jay Z. Although Jay Z also did get the cosign from Biggie Smalls too. Mm-hmm. So, but Kanye still had like work it like he was on Hov's album, but like think about all those beats he had to make before, yeah. like yeah. like whereas Drake, you know, got shot, got put in a wheelchair, and everybody knew he was, he was like, yo, this dude, Drake <laughs> rap, and then like he happened to be fantastic at it. Whereas, yeah, yeah, Kanye no, no, really I, 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 I'm even talking, album. I'm even talking content wise though for Jay Z to rap about what he raps about and, and to make it to where he got. Like to make it to where can, he's where he is, is like compare reasonable right. doubt to four four four. Yeah, like just compare like the subject matter and reasonable doubt to what he was rapping about then. Like he mm. had the Scarface theme all over the album and stuff like that mm. to go into how to make your money work for you in four four four. That's actually amazing. That and reflecting this, on his lesbian mm. mother. Yes, like crazy. Yeah, shout out to Hove. Yeah. This just makes me realize like how difficult it is to have a conversation without like comparing people and like trying to put one above the other. Like and not that anybody does it consciously, but it's just like it's such a difficult thing to take two people and just appreciate where they're at and assess where they're at without comparing them to somebody else and trying to put one ahead of the other. That's what I tried to do at the beginning of last pod, but you guys made fun of me for it. You did a horrible job. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's capitalism. <laughs> yeah. 
we talk to somebody who's from you know somebody who's born who was big and biggie's big, the favorite biggie's the best rapper. exactly but th- this is why arguments are arguments because they're subjective like when you talk about science it's objective like you can you can get a definitive answer about you know how do you create this chemical how did what is two plus two when you talk about yeah, sports yeah. and music music and stuff it's subjective and and that's why like we as humans love this shit because you can't actually prove me prove to me that you're right so mm-hmm. i can argue with you to the end of time and still in the back of my head know i might be right i could tell i could tell you that little b is the best rapper that ever lived and I can we can have that argument. You can make some strong cases that he's not, but I can still argue it. Like it, it's such a crazy thing. It's a really weird concept when you break it down. But like, I'm not wrong to say that because music is subjective. Everything is subjective, like you said. Besides math and science, everything is subjective. We learned history all, uh one style. <laughs> history is subjective. And right? then we history go is back and fuck, bro. Yeah, crazy. That's what we we learn it objectively our whole life until we actually go out and do our own research and like, wait, exactly. that's not actually what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. so. Like everything is nothing but like we said, nothing but science and math in this life is right. objective. You mean <laughs> and, and me? even that, bro, and even that is yeah, absolutely. You we mean imaginary numbers? Said this in 1420 BC. How the fuck y'all know that, <laughs> <laughs> right? See, but that goes back uh, to what we were talking about with closure. And do you need? Does the other person need to recognize your closure? Does the other person need to recognize your closure? Right. Was that the question? No. Oh, um, damn. How did I fucking phrase that? We might have to. We should write that down. Oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> I thought that was. I thought that, you I said. Thought is there like a timeline on on closure or like when somebody can offer person, or accept but, but, closure? Does closure have an expiration date? And then I said, um, I forgot what your response was. Fuck. Well, I was under the impression that you were saying that is it on the other person to accept the closure too, or to to initiate or whatever the closure? But I was saying that. It, no, because it's subjective, and the other person is going to be on the other person's time regardless. So mm. you got to do it for yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. The real purpose of closure is not for anybody else but yourself. Like right. it, Absolutely. It, it, otherwise, it's not closure. It's, Don't you think closure is kind of for both parties, though? Nah, no. I feel like pe- I feel like people. No, closure is always selfish. Way. Yeah, closure is is always is always selfish. Don't you think both people might want closure in? Yes, I think both people might want closure, but it doesn't look the same for both people. It potentially might not look the same for both people. It okay. could, and in that case, that's a, you know, all right, cool, bang, we, we pieced up, we're out. But I would, more times than not, or I don't know the percentages, but America, what, 50% divorce rate? Yeah. So more times than not, that closure is not going to come. Which brings mm. me to my next point. Everybody in this conversation has had a prior relationship with the person before. Did you have proper closure with the last person that you had a relationship with? Wow, this is an OTR topic right here. Mm-hmm. Very personal. Wait, right what now. type of relationship? I'm being dead serious. Why you gotta bend the question? Because there's I have how, are you, how are you do- I have not had a girlfriend technically since 2015. Okay. So how are you? How are you defining relationship? But I've engaged with women that I like. Okay. I feel you. I feel that you. I've ex- had an I extended just, period of time dude, with. Because you know this nigga sometimes got to get into his magician bag. <laughs> nah, I'm he legitimately asking. <laughs> so if we're talking about my girlfriend, the answer is no. There's no fucking closure there. Mm. Excuse so me I'll say I I had closure for me because I took it upon myself like my past ex we didn't have a conversation about our breakup but I closed it because I I was at peace with what happened so like she might not have closure she might not like I don't know how she feels about it but like I'm good about it but it's That's not like we even had that conversation it's just I came to acceptance with where we were at you don't even and, need that's a, that's exactly. a good point. That's a that's a great point, Reem, because I feel like the same thing happened to me. It was very nonverbal. Like no matter how it ended, there was a clear indication that, oh, okay, this this needed to happen when you reflect on the relationship in its entirety. And then when it ends, it's like, oh, okay, this this was good. Mm-hmm. I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um 
But to your point, Mook, I feel there's been situations in the past where I have seeked out closure from an individual hoping that it could potentially change the closing or the, you know what I mean? Or the conclusion of the relationship. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. So like in, in my case, technically speaking, I've only, I would say I've only like actually dated two people. Obviously Dahlia, who I've been with since, what do we say, like 2015, 2014. She's going to kill me when she listens to this because I'm going to forget what year it is. But then before that was the girl that I dated in high school. Then after that, everything else is just kind of like talking and, and seeing and stuff like that. So it was never anything serious. But the girlfriend that I had in high school, we had perfect closure. We're still cool to this day. Mm. So like, I guess... I'm thankful in that point because I was like, I don't think I've ever had even the girls I was talking to. I don't think I've ever had bad closures on them. So like we're still like I'm not in those positions where I'm like, okay, I'm not following this person on social media anymore. Like I'm still cool with that person. If I still see him, I'll still say hi and stuff like that. So I'm 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 thankful I don't have bad closures. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm about to say that's more of a personality thing than anything. Like some yeah. people just end relationships on bad notes because of their personality and they can't accept anything less. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the same way. Like I could talk to any of my exes and it, it like it, we wouldn't have any problems, you know, like I have no reason to, but like there we wouldn't have any issues, you know, but like, I think that's kind of like our personalities. Whereas exactly. these two guys over here, like, you know, they, uh, I don't know, but yeah, to be honest with you, I, I, I leave it at this. Um, yeah, more often than not, I'm not talking to my ex, but there's been certain situations that I've seen an ex. Uh, f- uh, f- for example, there was an ex that I've had um, in high school. I saw her at uh, one of our five year reunion things, and it was just like, it was cool. It was one of those situations. But outside of that, and there's been certain situations where I had situationships with people um that i could talk to and have conversations with and it, and it was what it was during that time but you know what you mumbling over there dude? Uh, <laughs> those, those are the best kinds where you can just have a situation in which you can communicate oh uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah but, but well, yeah nah me shit nah i'm stuck in my shit mm. i don't want to be mm. i don't want to <laughs> be at all what, what would it take for you to not be uh, stuck in that shit bro because you said 2015 know, bro yeah in six years so we might have to bring the the off the you know rip bring to the, the the instagram yo and, and thank <laughs> you what do you need d what do you need can i just say this right now can i just say this right now before we get into d shit because i'm not we're not gonna let this nigga get away with this bro <laughs> but i am so glad that we're having these type of conversations man as like black men we need to have more conversations and i think this is what separates off the rip from any other fucking podcast bro Absolutely. that we're able to be vulnerable we're able to be authentic and we're able to self-disclose a lot of our own shit man because there could be somebody listening to this right now that could be going through some shit man and we've 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 done it we're doing the work right now so i just wanted to say that d back on you man now uh, uh, yeah I'm, saying I'm stuck in my shit man and i don't i don't even know if it's a closure thing more so it's an ego thing Mm-hmm. Um, like I could give a fuck what she has to say to me. Actually, I probably don't care what the fuck she has to say to me, or what the fuck the dude she messing with has to say to me. The dude she messing with—that's her—that's her fiance now. So that's not just the dude she messing with. That's part of that's part of my shit. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an ego. I felt like, damn, they got one over on me. So I don't know if it's like I'm holding the grudge. No, I know I'm holding the grudge. Just got to release it somehow. Mm. So what's the point of having a conversation if uh, you don't get No, that's why I said. I said, really, in all reality, it doesn't matter what the fuck they say to me. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Well, that's that's where you should be, though. At the end of the day, it shouldn't matter what the other person says because you've you've accepted where where you're at. I mean, maybe they can say something that helps you to, to put some pieces together that, like, something happened and you didn't really understand it. And then they clarify why they did that. And then maybe you're like, Oh, okay. So now I can be at peace with it. But like, unless something like that's happening, what, what can they really say to you that can make you be like, okay, we're cool now. 
like right. maybe there's just a, a couple things right right so like it you're you're at that point where it's like you've probably already done most of the work anyway you've already thought about it you've already processed how this went down what this was like maybe i could have done this maybe she should have done this so it's like you know there's something else that's still missing you just gotta figure out you know what that is and like you said maybe it's just a personal ego thing maybe it's a question you got to figure out for yourself maybe it's uh an insecurity or a fear you have yeah it's not like i'm seeking her validation right it's not like yeah it's not like i it's not like i still think about it. it's not like i fucking care anymore there was a mm-hmm. time where there was a, definitely a time there's definitely a few years not just a year like there was a few years after that shit that i definitely was still in my feelings and i think you know Rashawn can speak to that too like just knowing me around for that extended period of time and just what I was going through but nah I think I'm 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 good now but it's just like I just need to let go mm. and I think you know what you know what to be completely honest I think part of me when I say it's an ego thing it's like damn she's found somebody and I and I said it earlier cuz the trigger point was like that's her fiance now like yo she's found somebody that she she's in love with that mm. she, start the rest of her life with and it's like one that makes me feel like damn i'm a stepping stone and like i'm just the nigga you leveled up with like that you that you needed to level up with like that dude and then it also makes me feel like yo am i ever gonna find somebody and like mm-hmm. like that's that i think that's what really bugs me well so let me let me flip that for you real quick You could say you're just a stepping stone or you could say you helped this person to get to her final stage where she's at. You benefited her life to a point where she's been able to grow. Right. So like you you've made her life better. So like in in terms of, you know, personal growth, like if, if you can make somebody's life better for me, that's the purpose of being on this earth is to help other people, you know, live meaningful lives. So you help this person be happy at this point. So you can flip that one. Right. And then, you know, you worry about finding the other person. Well, now you know what's worked and what doesn't work. So now that helps you to get closer to finding the other person, right? Mm. So instead of worrying about, will I ever find the other person because I lost this one, I will find the other person because now I know what to look for. And maybe mm. the next one won't be the one, but then you'll have an even better idea what to look for. And yo, right? it's, all, it's all about perspective. It's just how you flip it. And into that, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, Kareem, good shit, bro. And to that point, man, well, all of that, man, all the fucking characteristics that you got of, because- like, being with somebody and, and being in a loving relationship is all about building this stuff. You, nigga, any girl, any female, let me say, any woman would be fucking uh, lucky to have somebody like you, bro. No bullshit. Mm-hmm. So because 100%. of that, man, listen, 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 man. For 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 our women out there that listen to the OTR thing, man, listen. Uh, Just reach out to this, this phone number right here, area code baby. I ain't Mike Jones. That bro. again we is four one number out there. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And so our women uh down under. His Australian number was plus six one. Yeah, you can call that number. You can call that number for sure. Nah, bro, you. Come on, man. Nah, man, I appreciate that, fellas. I appreciate that. But I'm just being real. That's just where my headspace is. It was. Mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. After this conversation, I'm going to start to change it. My See, this is, this, is, this is the part, like shit said, this is the purpose of Off the Rip. It's just letting us open up and be vulnerable and, you know, and 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 especially showing, you know, showing our, you know, even though, you know, we always show our, our masculine side, you know, we have a softer side too, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we, we come together, we, we help each other out. You know, it's not just in, and I want people, you know, the listeners to know it's not just for a show. This is genuinely us. This is the kind of people that we are. So. Nigga, right, I love, I love my clues show man. coming out next week. Right. What do you say? So we don't got a blues clues show coming out. <laughs> exactly. We ain't going to leave you for 20 years. <laughs> Hop on come the back. bus. <laughs> Shit, man. I love showing my soft side, man. You know what I look forward to? Pillow talking with my wife, man. I'll just be in there, turl- uh, toes all curled up and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be in there. Babe, let me tell you about my day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I know oh, AB shit. just be rolling her eyes like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to read this book and he just keeps talking. Like <laughs> she be having oh, the airpods. Like, babe, babe, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. You awake? <laughs> nah, that's dope, man. That's dope, man. For real. Shit. We all gonna get there, man. We're gonna look back at this uh, recording, man, and be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Can't wait to be at D's wedding. Yeah, we'll see. We'll revisit. We'll revisit this conversation from a, a year. Because we'll we'll definitely like a year ago from today. We'll definitely revisit this this conversation because obviously all of us are going to be in a completely total different um, space yeah, in, in life. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a big swing. Yeah, I'll be yeah, bro. I'm gonna be dealing with the fucking badass kid. <laughs> <laughs> Time to like, level up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but Shit. we're definitely all gonna be in a different headspace. And and we're gonna be attending D's wedding very soon. <laughs> very soon. Oh I'm just not gonna remember. That's my that's my objective, bro. I'm gonna just get fucked up, bro. <laughs> Be. He's taking all of his his uh, own wedding now. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of whatever my wedding would be. Honestly, I don't even know if Shit's people will come lit. back alive. Shit's about to be crazy. Yeah, that should be wild. <laughs> this might be the most fun one. Actually, I'm looking forward to this wedding. Me too. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to all y'all weddings, man. For real. That'd be, That'd be crazy. crazy. Be me and man Tartel's girlfriend up there. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. What a Man, life. Y'all gonna host what another Bishop Sycamore High School? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or Clickbait. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Yo, check out Clickbait on Netflix, too. I had to plug that one in. Yeah. Pretty good. But. <laughs> Yo, I thought this nigga just said jailbait, bro. I was like, what? Oh, what? <laughs> no. Check out jail. Yo, that's it, man. Jailbait? We good, dog. We good. Yeah, speaking on clickbait. Episode, yeah, speaking on clicks. Let them know where to find us, brother. You can click on the follow icon at authorip.podcast and authorip underscore podcast. You know, follow us on our socials. You know, we are interacting with fans. So show your support for us there. Um, like I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a listen. You won't be disappointed. There you go. It's been another episode of Off the Rip. All your homies on that drug list. All the family fucked up, split. All the minds corrupted. All that trying to hood love with. It's too late for you. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair. I don't make the rules. But if you break free and nobody cares, the worst thing to do is forget about where you came from. How the fuck I ended up.